You are now tuned in to Rappers Talk with Record Raya. I'm your and this is episode 13. Um, as always, I start every episode saying thank you to everyone for all the support, all the plays. Um, in just three months, what this show has done is amazing. I'm um, overwhelmed by the views and the and the support and the text and the DMs that I've been receiving and I just want to start off the new year by saying I'm so blessed and so grateful to anyone who is still listening. Um, A few weeks ago, I had a young lady reach out to me, and she told me that she was very interested in getting a little more insight on my transition from being married to a man who was in the military, um, also worked for the FDNY, um, and transitioned out of that marriage into me being an out and proud lesbian woman. And her reason for the interest was she was actually transitioning out of her marriage. She's married to a police officer, I believe she told me, and um, she was having difficulties with that transition. So I really wanted to share my story and um, definitely give a little more in-depth insight on that part of my life Um, because I don't mind being transparent and I don't mind, you know, letting you guys in. Today I have a very special guest. Um, He calls himself... Ask John, <laughs> the black Doctor <laughs> Phil, <laughs> the black Doctor Phil, the black Doctor Phil. He is also one of we the biggest. We just all we also happen to be related. He happens to be one of the biggest blessings in my life. He is my father. <laughs> um, yes, my actual father, biological, and, um, biological father. Yes. And um, he is my guest tonight, and I'm super, super excited for this episode because if there was anyone I wanted to be as transparent as I'm about to be, it was going to be you. So first of all, I, want to say, I just want to say Happy New Year, first of all. And I've never yeah. used this word before, but I'm stoked. <laughs> wow. What a word I to use! To, I like that. I listen. I listen to your podcast, and uh, I couldn't wait to be. I couldn't wait to be on. Uh, I am really excited. Thank you, Dad. So you're gonna let these people see a different side to me. They're gonna see that soft, that very feminine, <laughs> that very <laughs> feminine side to me. <laughs> but um, thank you so much. So I'm very excited for this interview. Yeah, um, I got some questions now. Some of the questions. I kind of know a little bit of the answers, but some I actually don't know anything about. Okay. Are you ready to start? I'm ready. Let's do it. But how did you guys meet? I, I really never, I never got any clarity on that. Where did you meet your husband at? I mean, you're still currently married, so he still is your husband, right? Wow. See, I was going to say that at the end, and you just. <laughs> you I mean, just he's going to get right into it. I love it. Yo, I love it. I am currently still married. Um, okay. I met my husband on 
what was MySpace? This was, yeah, this was before the Facebook, before the Instagram, before. You going back. Yeah, this was like the first social media platform we met on MySpace, literally. And um, I reached out to him initially. Like, I saw his picture, and um, I was young. I was 18 when I met my husband. Yeah, I was 18 when I met my husband. I was very young. And um, we met via social media, and um, shortly after, we... We met in person, and I think initially it was just a very, um, a very intellectual connection. Like, so what do you, you mean? Like, yeah, like you went on a date, and well, you was just talking via the internet. We were talking by internet first, and over the phone. Um, we were, we talked over the phone for a few weeks before we met in person, and then we met at the mall. That was like our first date we met at the mall because we were both like into clothes and fashion and we met at the mall we went shopping together and like after that we were like inseparable inseparable wow. yeah wow. was he yeah. from the same neighborhood we were we were both from jamaica queens different sides of jamaica queens but we mm-hmm. were both from jamaica queens and um we related off of that. We came from the same neighborhood. We knew some of the same people. The crazy thing about it is I was so young when I met him. He was young also, but he was a couple of years older than me. And we had known some of the same people in the neighborhood. And in the beginning, it was so many people telling me, like, do not talk to him or don't even give him a chance because I have to say, like, I'm the kind of person I attract very damaged people. Mm-hmm. And we were very young when we met, and this is a man who had already been through so many things. Um, he was in his like early what? 20s. Okay, he was in his early 20s when I met him. This is a man who had already been abandoned by his family. This is a man who had already been homeless. And when I say homeless, I'm not talking about someone who was sleeping on someone's couch or someone. I'm talking about someone who my friends were telling me, like, oh, he used to sleep in the park, like, in the summertime. He used to sleep. Really homeless. Homeless. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is a man who saw life in a a way that I never saw life. So he came with a story, and I think I was attracted to that. I was attracted to his story. And um, he was damaged, and I feel like he needed love. And what I needed was I've always been, like, a person, I need, like, intellect. So I feel like we mm-hmm. fed each other different things in the beginning. Like, I gave him love, and he gave me, like, his story and knowledge. He was very smart. And So when y'all met, he was still homeless, or he was homeless before you met? He was homeless before we met. When I met, he was, like, in between places. He was staying with a friend. He really didn't have a stable place to stay, but um, he wasn't. He wasn't homeless. He was. He had a job, and he was, like, trying to get himself together. And okay, although so. I was only 18, I felt like Mother Hen, like, I could somehow save this person. And I was like. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all love the house. Y'all love the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so now, how long were you together before you had a baby? Okay. So we were together from 18. I got pregnant very shortly. I got pregnant when I was 20, 
and I had the baby when I was 21. Wow. So, yeah. So, so things must have got better for him for you to decide to have a baby by him. Things must have got a lot of better. Like that. Things did not get better. That's the thing about it. In those two years, from us meeting to me getting pregnant, things didn't get better at all. We were struggling. We were, um, you know, I was young. I had a job, but, you know, he was working dead-end jobs. You know, he really didn't have the work experience or the education. So we were struggling when I got pregnant. Honestly, we were in no predicament to get pregnant when I got pregnant. Yeah. Financially, no. We were in no predicament to... So did you ever think about having an abortion? No. No. I didn't. That wasn't even a thought for neither of us, ever. I think we would know... This is his first child? This is his first child. This is the first child. This is a person who never had a family, never had that dynamic. When I got pregnant, it was no question. It was like a guess. You're about to give me a family. You're about to give me something I never had in my whole entire life. Yeah. 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 Things were turning around for him. This was like the start of something new for him. Right. So that goes to say, in those two years, we were struggling. We were, he was, they were, he was working dead-end jobs, washing dishes at clubs. We were in a bad situation, and we were in no predicament to be having a baby. And um, here comes this beautiful little girl, um, beautiful little girl, and I'm home with the baby, and he's working dead-end jobs. And I just remember one day him coming home and him saying to me, like, I have nothing to offer y'all. And she was very small at this time. Maybe I would say a month or two months. And Mm -hmm. he said, you know, he said, I have nothing to offer y'all. Like, we were literally getting by on, let's say, $100, $150 a week on three people, a newborn baby. You understand what I mean? In New York City. In New York City. And that's why I don't mind being transparent, like, I was, I got wick. I was getting any help I could get because I was young. I just had a baby and I wasn't in the best financial situation and neither was he. And um, he came home from work one night and he was working, you know, long hours. He's never home because he's trying to make enough money for us to get through the week. And um, he said, I don't have anything to offer you and this little girl. And he said, I have to join the army. And wow. in the beginning, yeah, that's what he said. He said, I have to join the army. He said, that's like my last resort. And he said, and, you know, in the beginning, I was, like, talking him out of it, like, no, like, I have this newborn baby. Like, you're not about exactly. to leave me. Exactly. Like, where you, you know? going? Where you going? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, you're not going to leave me with this little girl. And he was like, listen, this is the fastest way. You understand? Know it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I could go to school, I could figure it out that route, but this is the fastest way that I can figure out how to get us, you know, in the right direction. Now, at that time, where were you living at? At this time, we were with my mother. Okay. okay. Yes, we were with my okay, mother. So you were safe. So you were safe once he left, 
no matter what you were safe. So he was good with your mom. Yes, I was fine. Okay. I was okay. fine. We still wasn't in the best financial situation. It wasn't a situation where my mother was taking care of us. My mother definitely helped us when I had the baby because we really didn't have it. Um, she definitely helped us, but he was working long hours. He was really trying, but we were just getting by, literally just getting by. And he's like, I don't want to live like this. Like, this is not us. This is not what we talk about at night. This is not what we want for our daughter. And he said, I have to go. And he said, this is the fastest way. So how soon after that did he actually leave? After that conversation, I would say the next week we went to the recruiter. Everything happened so fast. It happened like, oh, when I tell you it happened so fast, I think within two, three months he was getting shipped out. He was gone. Now, how was the transition to that from him leaving? You mean as far as? Together in the house with the baby, the family, and then. Two months later, he's he's like, I'm out of here. I'm gone to serve this country. It was hard. It was hard. I I had a small baby. um, And then I, at this time, at this time in my life, after I had the baby, I guess I started kind of feeling the same way he was feeling. Um, I had went to school before having the baby, but I stopped going to school And I was kind of, like, at my point where I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? You know what I mean? What what do I? I don't want to be home. And I don't, you know, what do I have to offer her as a mom? So Mm. it's crazy. He leaves, and I I decide to go back to school. Okay. So I'm in school with a baby, and... He wasn't my husband at the time. Um, my fiance is gone. And I have this baby, and I always say my family is a blessing because that is the reason I was able to transition so well at that point in my life while he was gone. They made it easier, if that makes sense. So the whole time he's going away to a boot camp, I assume, you were mm-hmm. in school? I'm in school. Wow. And who's yes. taking care of the baby? My godmother. Wow, thank God for godmothers. My godmother. Wow. I'm telling you. She listen, my godmother, when I tell you that lady helped me down when it came to that little girl, not only was I in school, I was in school full time. I was working part time too because I'm I'm just I was at that point. What do I have to offer this child? There mm-hmm. were days when I left my house seven o'clock in the morning for school. This some days a week. I left my house seven o'clock in the morning and I did not get home until eleven PM. Wow. You understand what I'm saying to you? The father is gone. He's not there. And my baby will be fed. My baby will be smelling good. <laughs> my baby <laughs> will be happy. You understand what no I'm saying? No diaper rash. No diaper rash. No. She took good care of my baby, and I'm so blessed by her. So when did things, when did things go bad? I mean, you wasn't you wasn't married at the time. So what happened? What happened next? Okay, so I wasn't married at the time. So now, 
he comes home. And for a little while, things were fine. I'm trying to adjust to my new life as a military wife. You know, I'm going to military events and, you know, I'm meeting other wives and I'm trying to adjust. So now this is a, let's say this is a couple of years in. I'm trying to adjust. We're not married, but we're engaged. And I'm trying to adjust to life as a military wife. Um, I'm still in school. He's home now, but he's, you know, he was doing National Guard at the time. So um, things were okay for a little while. And then I think now I'm in my early 20s. And I think I got to this rebellious stage in my relationship where I was kind of like, I don't know how much I can submit to a man, if that makes sense. And I feel like when he came home, he wanted a submissive wife. And that was, (laughs) yeah, I struggled with that. I struggle mm. with that a lot because I've always been the same kind of person. Like oh, I've no, always... we didn't get to the married part yet because when he came back, he's still with your husband. See, but, but that's very true. That but you got to remember, the most of our relationship, we were not married. We were married at the very end of our relationship. Oh, okay. We were not okay. married. Most of our relationship, honestly, we were engaged. Okay, so, so now, um, when did you, okay, now, all your listeners know you're a lesbian woman, right? Yes. Okay, so when did um, I want to live my life as a lesbian woman come into play? Like, when did you say, hey, this is not for me, this whole trying to be with a man and, you know, this okay. AKA normal stuff. When did you say this is not for me? Mm-hmm. See, that's a good question because I feel like it's something I always battle with. Like before I was with him, I was with women, and he knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he always knew that I had an attraction to women, and I feel like he knew me so well that he knew that that attraction went beyond sexual. He knew that I could see myself in a relationship with a woman. That's so different. that's different. That's very different. Yeah. Very different. See, now, so, if a woman just likes women, that might be a fun night, you know, our birthdays, you know, stuff like that, you know, a little threesome stuff. But you're saying that he could see, he knew that you could actually cut him off and be with a woman, just you and another woman. Absolutely. He knew oh, that, wow. that, is how, that is how deep my attraction to women went. So even in... I, you know, me telling people I was married, they're like, oh, you know, your husband must have been a lucky man. Or I'm like, he wouldn't even take it there because he knew that feeling that I had. It wasn't a situation where he was having these wild uh, threesomes because his wife was like, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you mean <laughs> you know, people were telling you he's a lucky guy because he has a woman who likes women. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But okay. it was so something that exactly. But it was something that he did not even take advantage of because he knew that it it went beyond sex with me. If that makes sense, okay. he knew that. So um, 
to go back to what we said, um, I got in this stage in the relationship where I was being rebellious and I didn't want to submit. And um, I started, you know, these feelings about my sexuality started turning up again. And I'm like, you know, I don't, like, I feel like I was meant to be a wife. I'm very domesticated. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I was meant to be the wife for a man, if that makes sense. Because I'm the kind of person, like, if you tell me have dinner ready at 7, I'll have dinner ready, but probably at 9. You know what I mean? Because, oh, wow. That is yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a and that, is that just because he said 7 and you're like, nah, I'm not going to do it like that? Or is it just because you're a little slow with that? Which one is it? Just because I don't want nobody telling me what to do. See, that just me. because he told you, it's just because he told you not to have it at seven. That's just exactly, exactly. So we had a lot of trouble with that because my husband was a man's man. He's a man, you know what I mean, and he wanted a wife. If if that he wanted a submissive wife, and that wasn't me. I was stepping into myself. I think going back to school and being around different people, that definitely brought me out of my shell. And brought, yes. So it brought a new side to me. And I was gaining independence that I feel like he didn't like. He didn't like it. So I got, now this is what's coming into my, this is the question I'm going to ask. If you knew you liked women, from the jump, before you was even with him, why didn't you just do that? Why did you even get involved with a, a man? Was it for the child? I mean, like, why did you even? No, no, because in the beginning, I, I like men, like I, I never felt like I didn't like men at some point. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. My. I I cannot say that I was never, like, in love or attracted to my husband because I absolutely was. I think I was just battling these feelings. Like, I wanted a family. I wanted a typical life because I didn't have a typical life growing up. So I wanted those things, but I was also battling this masculine energy that I had where it was like, yeah, I'm going to stand against you. You know what I mean? And I really didn't know how to submit to him. Now, did you ever discuss this with him? I mean, did you ever say, listen, husband, I like women. Uh, I want to be with a woman. And I don't like you. You know, I'm, I can never be the submissive wife that you want me to be because I want I want a submissive wife. Did you ever say that to him? Okay, so let's get to that. So this happened, this, this, this is what kind of started boiling the surface over. There was a young lady that I was talking to when I was in high school. Now we're adults and we have kids um, and we happen to cross paths again. And she has a kid too. She has a daughter that's literally a month older than my daughter. Okay. And we're both in relationships, and um, I have my fiance, and she has hers. 
but we did have something in high school. Um, my husband, it was never physical. It was just a, it was an emotional connection we had in high school. So those are the worst because she was, she was for me the first girl I ever thought I could be in a relationship with. I feel like she stilled the ticket in my mind on me knowing that. I really liked girls because I wanted to be with her in high school. Like she was the first girl I wanted to be like, I want to be your girlfriend. It was weird. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's how, that's how strong I felt to her. But um, long story short, me and her end up hanging back out. We rekindled via social media and it be, it started as a friend thing. You know, we're both, we both have girls the same age. We both have husbands. We actually went on a double date together. Everything double date. Was fine. That should have been a double date. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, everything was fine. And then, of course, we start talking and those feelings resurfaced. And um, we started talking about us. <laughs> and, um, oh, it, man. It, okay. Yeah. It became very inappropriate. And um, what ended up happening is, he was being deployed again, I guess, within a month or so. And um, her partner ended up finding the text messages between her and I, and her partner ended up reaching uh, out. No, this was her. They, they were engaged. They weren't married. Okay, okay. He ends up reaching out to my um, fiancé and telling wow. him, <laughs> telling him, listen, I think there's something going on between our women. And um, <laughs> I've never yeah. had that happen. That's strange. Okay. And how did that conversation go? That's deep. Yeah. And um, he, I think that was like the the boiling point. And it was like we, me and her were not intimate in that time, but there were talks of what would it be like if me – and you and the girls, you know, went and did our own thing. It was like those kind of conversations. So I oh, feel yeah, like you gotta clear head. that up. No, 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 no. Come on now. You gotta clear that up a little bit better. What if what? <laughs> like there were talks of a life with me, her, and our daughters. Okay, so we leave just, the men alone. We get rid of the exactly. dudes. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, but wow. it was, like, real talk, like, real talk, like, how can we do this? Where will we go? Like, we were really – so, um, yeah, so he reached out, and I think that, like I said, that was the boiling point. That was when it was like, listen, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Now, this and is before he, you got married. This was before I got married. But yet you still got married. He still, I mean, he still wanted to marry you after this. Yes, yes. So, okay, so yes, you're right. That was the boiling point. And then he's getting deployed in about a month. So before he got deployed, it was like, listen, things were not good. This is what this is what people really have to understand. Mm-hmm. Things were not good. It wasn't good. But it was like, listen, I'm leaving. And um, he was going to a war zone. Okay. And it was... If something happens to me while I'm gone, you're just my daughter's mother. And like I said, at this time, things were not good. But I cannot say I didn't love him. 
I still loved him, but at this time I was questioning my own sexuality and I was really struggling with my masculine energy. And um, it was like, I love you, and if something happens to me, I need to make sure you and my daughter are protected. Okay, and that's, really people don't, stuff. that's true. And what people don't know is the day that I got married is the day that he got deployed. I got married, let's say I got married 10 o'clock that, mor- that morning. He was gone by 3 o'clock that afternoon. So no honeymoon. There was no honeymoon. There was nothing like that. We got married the same day he got deployed. We got married on a relationship that was shaky because my other, you know, dealings were coming out. But it was like, listen, let's get married. Let's solidify this. And when I get home, we're going to fix this. That was kind of like. What was okay? So, what was it like when he was away? Were you calling each other, texting? I mean, how was that? How was things when he was gone? Okay, so now he's gone, thousands and thousands of miles away. In the beginning, yeah. In the beginning, I stopped talking to the other female. I really, I think initially, I really wanted to try to figure out how to be a wife. Like, I really wanted to try and give it a try. Um, I stopped talking to her. I said, you know what? I'm really going to try to work on my marriage. Like, we're married now. And things are not good, but maybe I could try. And um, I would say for the first couple of months, things were okay. We, I, I wrote him. He wrote me back. You know, um, I sent packages when I could. Things were good. And we were married. And, yeah, go ahead. So then, then, then what happened after that? While he was gone, you know what happened? I felt like that was like, like the chains were broken. I don't know why I felt like this at this time. I felt like the chains were broken. Um, okay, hold on, you got to explain I, that to me. You just got married, so you're newlywed at this point, right? You tell yes. the girl... Listen, chill out. We're going to pull out. I'm going to try to be a good wife to my husband. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you mean you felt the chains were broken? Now, I don't understand that part. He wasn't there. It's like, and, and I hate to say it like this, but this is the truth. I can only be as honest as I can be. Mine over matter. When someone is not there in the physical, it's kind of easy to live your life like they're not there. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't there. So I was able to do a lot of things that I was not able to do when he was there. And this was, the, this was the first time I was away from him for a very long period of time. He was deployed for about a year. And um, this was, you got to remember, this is no excuse, but I got with this man when I was 18. This is the first time. Yeah. That's young. I, I was young. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about 18 and there were breaks and we broke up and we got We were together from 18 to my early 20s. So when he left for Afghanistan, I felt like a bird out of the cage. I was oh, wow. like, I don't have to ask nobody if if this dress is too short to wear and I don't have to tell nobody what time I'm getting home and 
when I'm done with school, I could go hang out with my friends. And So you're saying I, you had a curfew and he told you how to dress? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying being a military wife, I feel like there were certain expectations. I feel like there were some controls as far as, yeah, he, he kind of like watched who I hung out with, you know, things like that. Like there were certain mm-hmm. things that he wanted me to conform to. And for the first time, I didn't have that. So now I think it sound like it. Now, how old, you say he's a little bit older than you. So he's he's young, but he sounds like that's some old school stuff that he he was he was doing. It's, he's very, like, he has an old soul. He has an old soul. Yes, definitely. Now, I'm sure your listeners want to know, so what the heck did you do when the chains were released when he was in Afghanistan? What did you do? That's what they want I to ran. know. I'm sure they said, actor, what did she do? Of course. And I'm going to be honest. I ran wild. I ran wild. I, let me tell you something. I did things that I'm not proud of. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? When this man was in Afghanistan, I think at some point I pretended like he didn't even exist. Wow. And I would not answer the phone. I you wouldn't would even answer his call? Sometimes. When the I man's in like a hot spot? He's in a hot spot in Afghanistan? Let me tell you something. I'm being as honest and as transparent as I can be. I'm talking about things I'm not proud of. I'm talking about I would try, I would get back to him when I could. And, but not only was I in school, because I always was in school, but I was just living my life. I was doing the things that I was dying to do that I felt like I could not do when he was home. So you just wouldn't answer the call, just forward it to the message? I would answer the phone when I wanted to. Wow. I would. And I say that, and I say that because I want to be so transparent in this interview some of the things that I put him through when he was in Afghanistan, he didn't deserve that. He now, was there any that. other way for him to speak to his daughter other than you? Like, say, like, well, you got to remember, she was she was really young. She was young. Okay. She was what four or five at the time. So mm-hmm. it, it was more so like, yeah, she's okay. You know, she's doing good in school. I'm not talking about like I'm going like weeks without talking to him. No, oh, okay. it was not like that. No, no, okay. not like that. Okay. I'm talking about when he he knew that at some point he was just like you're moving funny, you know, you don't talk to me the same way. And he and he knew I was disconnecting. So it got to some point when he was kicking in. It was kicking in. So kicking you in. know, it would be times when he calling me three, four times a day, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to talk right now. Or, you know, I'm just like, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like I want to be married. Like, I didn't have that feeling. Now, I'm sure your listeners want want me to ask this question. Was you hanging out with men or women or both? At that time, both. You were hanging out with men and women? At that time, both. So you were still confused even beyond him. So once he went away, you didn't just start, I'm just going to be with women. 
you were still going back and forth between men and women, even with him out the picture. When he yes, when he was in Afghanistan, I had met one guy that um, I was talking to, and um, I had also. Yeah, I was also talking to a female. At I the same was, time. At the same time. Okay, so you was you was definitely a, a bird out of the cage. I was out of the cage, yes. Now let me yes. ask you this. The man's in Afghanistan in a hot spot. Yes. Do you tell him what's going on when he's over there? Or do he come home and you hit him with this? Well, this is where it gets juicy, right? Um, Like I said, I had met one guy in that time, and I was hanging out with a female at the time who I thought we were really close, of course, and I was doing my dirt with this female. And um, she taught me quickly to um, be careful who you do things with. But um, I was doing my dirt with this female, and... um, we had went to Atlantic City with um, the guy that I was hanging out with and his friend and, you know, her and the guy she was talking to, something went wrong with them. Long story short, she, we, we ended up having a fallout and she told me, like, she knew, like, my husband was in Afghanistan. She was like, I'm going to tell your husband what you've been doing. And basically she was like, I have proof because I took pictures of you. And, oh um, yeah, yeah. So, so that while all this is going down and you, you know, you being photographed with another dude and you married, you never said, hold up, don't take a picture of me with this guy right here. You never thought to yourself, hey, don't ever, friend, homegirl, whoever you are, don't ever snap a picture of me with this dude right here. You never thought she about took that. A, she took an off-guard picture. I had, like, even when I saw the picture, I wasn't looking. I was completely, and it was just so humiliating because I think, like, I was exposed in the picture. Like, I was laying on the bed. We, I was, like, drunk, and I was, like, exposed. It was, like, a, a picture. I didn't know she took this picture. Wow. She literally well, took it for, like, this, collateral. This person wasn't your friend. At all, they were doing stuff like that. Clearly not. Clearly not. But so you, know. so you sound like you're saying that she what she was giving a blackmail you. Is that what you're giving her? I feel like it. I feel like it. Yeah, she said, you know, I I'm gonna tell your husband what you did, and um, I'm the kind of person I don't like ultimatums, and I don't like when people try to push my back against the wall. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tell my husband what I did, and um, I'm never going to let someone have one up on me. So well, they said how you stop a blackmailer is you tell the person that they think they're going to tell before they do. So that, that goes out the window. No more blackmail. Hello. Hello. Now, now, was he home when you decided I'm going to tell him, or was he like, we're going to do this on the phone? I wouldn't want to hear that while I'm in Afghanistan. Nobody wants to hear that when they're in Afghanistan. And, um, I told him when he was in Afghanistan. Oh, my God, no. You did. I did. I did. I did. Wow. Over the phone. Over the phone. Wow. I mean, for for me, because I don't think I know this part. What did you say? 
I just told him the truth. I said, listen, you know, I guess I confirmed everything he knew. Like, he's like, you don't answer your phone, you know. I said, listen, I'm not, I'm struggling. Like, we weren't good when you left. And the, the, the marriage was like a bandage. But when you left, it, I literally broke the chain. Like, I don't, this is not what I want. I, that's not what I want. I want to figure out my life, and I want to figure out who I am. Like, I'm I'm screaming on the inside. I don't know who I am. And it's like I told him, like, you know, I'm, I'm dating, and, you know, I wanted to tell you because, you know, someone is blackmailing me, and this is not the way I wanted to tell you. I was going to tell you when you got home, but this is the way I have to tell you because I don't want this person to get to you first. Now, and, what, uh, what made you believe the person was actually going to do that? Like, why did you believe the person that they, they were going to do it? Because she she shared the picture on social media. So I just, oh, the so picture I was already up. So the picture was already, was already up at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I already saw, like, this person was going for the juggler. Yeah. Okay. You have a reason to believe that, that she was going to do that. If the picture oh, was yeah. already out there. It okay. was already out. Did yeah. you tell him about the picture? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he must have killed a whole lot of uh, enemies that night. Could you imagine somebody telling you something like that, and you have a gun in your hand? Listen, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but it was bad. It was bad. What I did to him mentally when he was there, like I was young, and that's no excuse. But me being a grown thirty-two year old woman. Reflecting back, no one deserves that. No one deserves that. How long Especially, did he come home after you had that conversation? How long did it take him to get back to the states? Maybe five months. So he had to hold. He had to live with that for five months. Yes. Yes. And um, it was rough because I was still. Like uh, we, it was. It became. Listen, just wait till I get home. Wait till I get home. Wait till I get home. Let's talk when I get home. Just wait, wait. And it was literally us fighting. Like no, like let's just stop now. Like I don't want to do this. Like let me go. You to wait. I'm, I'm lost now. Why wait? Wait what? Don't move out. What do you mean? Wait what? Don't just file everything. Papers. Wait, wait to make a decision on the relationship. Wait, like I'm gonna fix it. I don't know what there was to fix at the time, but he was determined to fix our relationship. So you're saying you confessed to your husband while he was in Afghanistan that I've been sleeping with another man and woman, and he said his answer, his his reply wasn't go to hell. I wish you would die. Whatever it was, wait, and I'm gonna try to fix this when I get back to the states. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's deep right there. Yeah. That's deep. So now, when he's coming back, when you know, like that date is getting closer to him returning, five months is down to one day. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid to see this man? Because I think I, I would think you would be scared as. I think you'd be scared the man's coming back home. I was afraid. I was, you know, I was a different range of emotions. I feel like in that time, a different side to me came out. I became a lot more independent. 
Um, I started working. This is I just got into the school system, so I was subbing. Um, so I was gaining some independence to myself. And um, I feel like initially I didn't know what um, – what his reaction was going to be coming home. I know over the phone he was telling me, I love you and I want to be with you and I still want to work things out. And um, I just didn't know if he would feel the same way when he got home. And part Mm -hmm. of me, like, I started feeling that guilt and I felt ashamed. And before he came home, I I, honestly, I cut every situation off. Yeah, I know your listeners want to know, when did you get rid of that dude and that girl? I know they want to know that. Yeah, I did. I did. After telling him everything, like telling him what I had been doing, I probably shortly after, like, stopped all those situations because I really felt guilt. You understand what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he was going through it in Afghanistan. It would be nice when he called me telling me he wanted to kill himself. You understand what I'm saying to you? So Listen, I'm not I, surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So I felt a lot of guilt. And I said, you know what, I have to stop. And I have to, I went to, listen, I was trying. I went to church. I I was trying to, I went to a friend that's a pastor. I was really trying to figure it out, but I was struggling. And um, I cut everything off a couple of months before he got home. And I said, I'm going to try to be a wife to this man when he gets home. Like, I'm going to try. So how did that go when he got home? So he comes home, and everything is okay. And when I tell you, I can't answer the question. Like, you asked such a good question. Like, this man still wants to come home and be with you? I didn't understand. And I feel like that's the part that scared me the most. Because this man, he came home a man determined and a man on a mission to keep his family together. He was doing anything and everything to keep me happy and it wasn't working. This man came home within a month. Within a month, I had the truck that I wanted in my driveway. So he came home showering you years after being told that? Yes. He bought me a brand new truck. He took me on vacation anything I wanted. I, like, he came home a man on a mission. Like, I want to make this work. And I guess for the first couple of months, we tried. We tried. But it's not. I was I was still, we were fighting for power. We were fighting for power in that relationship. We were fighting for power because he came home a different person and he came home to a different woman. Yeah. I was, I was more boisterous. I was more outspoken. I was more, no, I don't want to. She left. ATO had left the building. She was gone. You understand? And, and he didn't understand that. Like, why are you, why are you competing me? Why are you questioning what I said? And I'm looking at him like, yo, this is another thing I need people to understand. I was raised by a single mom. You understand what I mean? And I don't think I ever learned how to be a wife to a man. I really feel like that. I, I always don't... tell people, I always, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I always tell people that 
if a person doesn't see wife training in a house, they don't get that how to be a wife. You, you get wife training from your, your, your mom. You get husband training from your dad. So if mm-hmm. you didn't see that in your house, how are you going to go out and just, you only know what you know. Exactly. Exactly. And I didn't learn that. I did not learn that. I was raised by a single woman. I was raised by, my mother had me when she was very young. But I remember my mother always making sure, like, you know, I always tell people, my mother had me when she was a teenager. But it's not that struggle story that you usually hear when it comes with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mother definitely. always made sure we always, I was always okay. Always. You know what I mean? I remember sitting in the back of John Jay College while my mother was in school getting her degree. I remember that. You know what I mean? My mother was a homeowner at a young age. So I know, all I know is seeing a woman hustle and seeing a woman take care of everything. And I struggled with being a wife because I wanted to hustle. I didn't want to be in the house. I mean, I love being a mother, but I wanted to be that mother that works and takes care of the kids. I don't want to just stay home and take care of the kids. Okay, so you didn't want to be Carol, Carol Brady. That wasn't my life. Okay. That so wasn't then my how, life. How much longer after he came back did it last? Like, what was, like, the straw that – I mean, was you still at mom's house at the time? Or, okay, did you get your own place? Where were you at at this, at this point? No, we had our place at this time. And the straw that broke the camel's back – the same female who, what, a couple, a year or so ago before, I end up getting back in contact with her again. The high school friend. The high school sweetheart who um, we were friends, and then the situation happened, and we stopped talking right before he got deployed. So we had stopped talking for uh, over a year or so. And... um. We end up finding each other again on social media, and this damn time, this damn social media, I'm telling you, and this time, she had left. She had already left her um, her daughter's father, and um, I told her, you know, I wasn't in the best situation with mine, and I was ready to go, and honestly, at this point, I felt like it was a sign. Like, I felt like I was supposed to be with her. And I was like, so you, so you two got together. We were together. We were together. And um, at this point, me and my husband, we were living together. Um, the the sexual interaction had been turned off. Um, he was sleeping in the living room. We were still cohabitating but the relationship like I was in a relationship with a woman with a woman and he knew about it he knew wow so how did this affect your household now daddy comes back mommy's sleeping in the bedroom daddy's sleeping in the living room what was your daughter saying like how did this affect your household well, around this time, she's about five, six. Um, 
you know, she really didn't start asking the questions because at this time he was he was National Guard, he was working at CNY, so he was working a lot. Um, he had a lot on his plate. And I think at this time, I think the household became toxic because there would be times when we were arguing. We were arguing. Although he knew, he was still, at the time, he was still fighting. It was still fighting. It was like, it was this type of thing. I'm going out to dinner. You know I'm, I don't have to tell you who I'm going with because you know who I'm going with. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I get dressed. And I'm walking out the house, but you had my keys. Oh my god! So you now know, you ain't going nowhere. Exactly. It was that. It was toxic. It was bad. It was like you had my keys, and now I want to fight. I want to physically fight. So this is when it started getting really bad because now it's getting physical. It's so hold getting... up, man. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I know your listeners want to ask. Want to know this? He didn't want to fight you or hit you about the dude that you was involved with when he was in, in Afghanistan, but he wanted to fight about the woman? Maybe it's one of those things, seeing it in person mm-hmm. as opposed to hearing it. I don't wow. know. I don't know. So now how long yeah, did this last once all that fighting and hiding keys and all that stuff? How long, how long did it last after that? <sighs> So I was I was with the the female like for a few months. Let's say me and her were together for about five months, and then you know I was going through a lot with him. And then she's like, "Listen, I can't take this. You know, like I don't have a situation. I came back to you clear. Um, what are you gonna do?" And I'm just like, I think at this point. I knew I was ready to leave. I just didn't know how to. And I was like, he's going to make it so hard because he was still fighting. And it was at a point where he would hide keys, take money. It was like, it was a control. It was like a possessive control. And um, I didn't know how to leave. I didn't know how to to detach, and then there was this small part of me that's like, I, I still want, I want to keep my family together. Like my daughter, all she's known is like this military life, and you know her parents being together, and she had. I didn't want to break that up, but I yeah. knew like I wasn't happy. This wasn't, it wasn't a good environment. We're fighting, we're physically fighting, and in um, in front of her. In front of her, because, and it, it it wasn't even so much him. It's just him being possessive, and my aggressive attitude. I want to fight because it's like, let me go, let me mm-hmm. go, like leave me alone. Mm-hmm. This is not working. So why are you holding me hostage? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not working. I know. I told you to be saying, look at all the stuff I've done to you. Why do you still want to be with me? I've asked him a hundred times. It was a possessiveness. I didn't understand, and I was afraid at some point for my life because it's like, why are you holding on when I'm I'm begging you? Just let, let me go. go. Just mm-hmm. let me go. 
I just want to be happy. I used to say some of the most wicked things just to let him. I'm like, I just want to be with my wife. Like, I want to be with her. I, I don't want this. And he, it didn't, nothing registered. Nothing registered. See, but see, the thing about it, you said at the beginning that he didn't come from a big, large, his family, he didn't really have much family. This is his first child. This is his first marriage, I assume, right? Yes. He was holding on for dear life. He was going to hold for on dear to that for dear life. For dear life. For dear wow. life. And um, I'll tell you what, um, when I left, like, what was the final straw? And this is something I never shared with anybody, not you, not my mom, no one. But um, I was trying to leave the house one day, and I grabbed my keys. Like this was this was the night I told myself I'm leaving. It's always and that night. It's always that one defining moment. It really is. It's that one night, and you're like, okay, this is. It. I have the courage. You know, I'm ready. And um, I I said I'm leaving, and um, I had a bag. I'm ready, and I'm like. I get I go for the the baby. Well, she wasn't a baby. She's about five six, but you know she's my baby. I go for the baby. I'm like I'm leaving, so I'm going for the baby, and I just like he's like you're not going nowhere, and I'm like I'm leaving. And before I could make it to her, he grabbed me, like he grabbed me by my neck, and like he. I was fighting back. I'm clawing, and you know, like I'm clawing at him, and I can hear the baby crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, let me go. And I'm clawing at him. And at first, everything is fine because I'm a fighter. Like I'm not like this battered woman that's just gonna sit there and let someone beat on me. I'm a fighter, so I felt myself fighting, and then I kind of like. I didn't feel myself fighting anymore. And I always reflect back, and I remember I stopped hearing Paige cry. I didn't hear her cry anymore. And I didn't hear him yelling at me anymore. And everything just felt really, really peaceful. Like, it felt good, you know? And What are you saying? What happened? Like, I blacked out. I blacked out. Like, he was choking me so hard that I blacked out. And I just felt, like, peaceful. Like, I heard music and everything felt good. And I just, like, I remember, like, not hearing anything. And I woke up and, like, I still felt peaceful. And um, what are you saying? Like you was unconscious? Is that what you're saying? I feel like I was. I feel like I was. And when you like woke I, up, where was you at? I was on the floor. Yeah, you was unconscious there. I was on the floor, and that was like that was that was it. 
that was it. And I never told anyone that, but that was it. And that was it for so many reasons. That was it because I told myself after that night, I said, this is not going to be the story. You understand what I mean? This is not going to be on the daily news because this is not what it was. You understand what I mean? It had never been that bad. It had never been that bad prior to that. Never, never. And I said, "This is not. You're not going to read about me in the newspaper, and this is how the story's going to be, because that's not what it was. We really, we loved each other. We just, we weren't for each other anymore. And we were. I said, we're going to end up." killing each other and I don't mean like just physically killing each other I mean what we were doing to each other emotionally it -hmm. was going to lead someone to do something that we weren't going to be able to explain you understand what I mean because a lot of things can happen in a fit of rage and um I feel like I was emotionally breaking him down and he probably had all that anger built up in him for five months, then he came home, and he what he was doing was probably opposite of what a normal man would have did. You say he bought trucks, vacations, all that kind of stuff. He was just suppressing his anger, but he had to be mad as hell. I'm not excusing yeah. me. You my my daughter. This is the first time I'm hearing this story, and you know it hurts me just to hear you saying this because I could hear it in your voice, but. He probably was suppressing his anger the whole time that he was still there with you, sleeping on the couch and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That night yeah. was, he, you know, that was, he let it out that night. He he let it out that night. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was it. That was it. I had to go. I had to go because that was. So you never spent the night in that house again after that. That was it. That was it. That was it, and and I say, thank God for my mother, because my mother said, "Let's go." Like she said, "No, that, that no, 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 no." It was just like I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to do this. Like I had said, and you know, I had said I was leaving so many times, and then I was like, "No, I need to figure out how to be a wife. I need to figure out." And then it was just like, listen, I'm ready. Like, I don't really, I, I was done with school. I was stubborn. I didn't have, like, a permanent position. I wasn't in the best financial situation, but I was getting my feet wet in the education field, and I was just ready to, like, I'm, like, I'm ready to be on my to be on my own. And by this time, both of y'all was in a different financial space. He could go his way, you can go your way, and Everybody was good as far as that financially. Everybody was good. I feel like at that time, maybe he was a little better mm-hmm. than I was financially. No, I wasn't because... comparing the two. I'm just saying oh, both okay. of y'all was, was good as far as. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, how did, okay, I mean, you got a daughter now. So how did that thing go? How did it, was y'all called you? Was it, how was you letting him see his child? How was that going? It was horrible. It was horrible initially. It was horrible. Um, we couldn't even have contact. We went through my mom. 
um, we despised each other. We, oh, it was horrible. I think in some ways he said, like, you know, you took my family from me. You ruined my life. And it was just like, we're ruining, we are ruining each other's lives because we're not happy. You know what I mean? We're not happy. I can try to mend things with you. How fair is it to me to be laying next to you and wishing and praying that I was laying next to a woman? How is that fair to you or me? Yeah, that's the, it's different than you like, man, I, I'm still in love with another dude. But you basically saying, I don't even want to be with this man. I don't even want to be with a man. I want to be with a woman. Yeah. There's nothing he can, there's nothing he can do to fix that if no. he don't want to be with a male. No. I mean, I don't even know how he thought he could straighten that out. You can't straighten that out if somebody says right. he's with a whole different sex. I mean, that's right. No. At this time, I figured it out. I knew, like, I wanted to be with women. I loved women. I I was ready to live in my truth, and I feel like he just feel like, you ruined my family. You know, you ruined that for me. And we we hated each other. We hated each other. It was, it was very hard so in the beginning. Did you ever have to get, the, you know, the police involved, the uh, court involved? I mean... Did you that night that when he, after he did that, did you call the cops on him or anything? Um, no, I did not. I did not call okay, the police so for that. Um, did we have to? I will say I did have to get the courts involved, unfortunately. And like I said, I love to be transparent, but I have to be honest. Um, I feel like because of the way he despised me when I first left, it was like, listen. It was like, I'm not helping you financially with, you know, the child. And it was just like, you know, I think it was out of anger because right. this is a person who has always been an amazing top-notch father. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing but spite. Nothing but mm-hmm. spite. And um, like I said, I wasn't, I was subbing. I was working sometimes. I really didn't have it. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, like, I, I'm not in the best financial situation. But it was fight. And um, before before I could think of a divorce, before I could think of anything, I said, let me go and get child support. That was number one. Because going to him, that wasn't working. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I have to make sure – my daughter's okay because I still had a child to take care of and I still had to take care of myself. Now, how long did, okay, after, I I know this from a man's point of view, a woman take you to court for child support, you mad as hell. Now you're mad. You're even madder than you was before. How did y'all get past that part of you taking him to court for his child support and where you at today with it? Like, what kind of relationship you and him have at this present moment? It took some time. <laughs> it took some time. Um, it was rough. We, it was rough. We were being very spiteful for each other. Um, at one point, I was actually in police academy a couple of years ago, and it's so weird because they do so, – investigations were so thorough and um 
I had disclaimer. Let me just join in with a disclaimer. Um, I have a a son's mom who was a sergeant at NYPD, <laughs> and they they asked they asked all kind of personal questions. Do you and your kids' father have beef? All the time. Yes. So they really yes. want to know what's, go- what's really good with you and your baby's father for sure. Yes. So I had done something when we had um separated. Um, I went uh to the residence he was staying at because I was upset and you know I was just and it was nothing um physical it was just me talking but um long story short the lady comes when I'm doing my investigation for the police academy and she goes oh there was a police report against you and she goes who is who is so and so and I never knew about this and I'm just sitting there like, wow, like we. And he knew I was going for police academy. Like we, he was. We were doing things for the juggler. Like we were being. It was being. It was petty. Like, you know, like you're trying to ruin my career. Like, you know what I mean. But I mm-hmm. still have to take now, it. Now he's FBNY. He's FBNY, yes. and you were trying to be NYPD. Yes. Okay. Yes. So and in other words, you're saying that he he kind of stopped that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, he did. He did. Wow. He, so did he you put really, a police did you really report. Want to be a cop? You know, I always wanted to be a detective, but that's a conversation for another time. I always wanted to be mm-hmm. a detective. I never really wanted to be a police officer. I always wanted to be a detective, but to have the opportunity. You got to go that route. You gotta go yeah, back to be a police officer. Exactly. And to have the opportunity to actually go through with the process, I was actually excited. But when I got that and it was just like, Who's this person? and they're afraid of you and I'm like, Wow, like we're going for the jugular. It yeah. was nasty. Yeah. You know yeah, what I, I mean? was getting dirty. I was getting down and dirty was, at that time. Oh, it was getting dirty. We couldn't even speak to each other. And I really don't know what the turning point, like the exact turning point, I just know that time went, this was like, what, five years ago. And um, from then, I've been living in my truth. And, you know, I've gotten myself together with the help of my family, thank God. And, um, you know, I was able to start my career and just really, you know, take off as a single woman. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like at some point it was just like, you know what, we both love the same child more than anything in this whole entire world. Like, yeah. it's scary how much we both love this child. Now, you, if, please tell, tell us, he, describe him as a dad. What kind of dad is he? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You I, know I, how every... I, I got to be honest, I, I, they, you guys came to my youngest son's birthday party yes. in New York a couple of years yes. ago, yes. and my granddaughter, your daughter was there, he was there, yes. and I think I told you even back then, I said, yo, this guy's a great dad. He looked like he's yes. a great dad. Oh, so, my God. Let me say something. Give him his props. Let me say something. I have to. I have to. When it comes to... A father, and that's why I had to leave that relationship because I know what kind of person this is, and I and I know what kind of father this is. You understand what I mean? I could not have picked a better father for my daughter. 
He is the most amazing, most attentive. My daughter comes home talking about things that I know she got from her father. You understand what I mean? Because mm-hmm. those are the things that made me fall in love with him. My daughter's now, 11 years old. Come home from where? Because people are like, come home. What are you talking about? <laughs> come home <laughs> from, his, from his home because we both share her. Um, when she comes home from his house and she's talking about um, Hammurabi's code and things like that, I say, you, you're getting this from your father. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. these are mm-hmm. the conversations that made me fall in love with him. He is such an amazing dad. He teaches her so much, and I could never regret that part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't feel like, like he's never told me, like, you know, but I think he he is happy with us parenting together. So is he currently in a relationship himself? He is in a relationship. He oh, is in a relationship. He is in a relationship. And um, it goes back to what you said in the beginning. Um, I am still legally married. Um, it's a lot that I... <laughs> And you asked me a question a couple of months ago. Which one was that? <laughs> right, because you asked me so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> um, you said, why have neither one of you filed for the divorce? Yes, that, that, I definitely asked that question because black folks, we will stay married and we haven't been living in the same house for 20 years. So why are you hey. still not You know, my answer, there is a lot of, I mean, you're a married person, Um, but being a military wife, there are a lot of perks and a lot of um, just, yeah. You said it right, perks. Yeah, a lot of perks to the lifestyle. And um, it has set me up in a way where I can, you know, live a certain kind of life. So I think maybe I've gotten used to those perks, which is not an excuse, because I know that it needs to happen and it should happen. As far as his reasoning, I have no idea. Um, But I think it's definitely coming soon, I think. (laughs) So I'm assuming he doesn't want to remarry this person, whoever he's with, if he's still okay with being married to you. I mean, I would think he should get remarried because, (laughs) I mean, who doesn't want to? I want to get married again, so. So he never brings up this subject at all? The last time I spoke to him about our marriage, it had to be about five years ago, and he told me straight up, he said, listen, he said, you know where the courthouse is, just like I know where the courthouse is. He said, worry about your divorce. And that was it. Wow. So he's he's not exactly interested in getting a divorce. He's not interested in talking to me about the divorce. I feel like when he's ready, I guess he will go in, you know, get wow. his divorce. Yeah. Okay, so everything now is good, cordial, he has visitation. 
everything everything is perfect. We have the best co-parenting situation. He gets her half the week. I get her half the week. We talk about everything. Like, he calls me. I call him. Our communication is impeccable. Um, I have no complaints. I think maybe... I think, you know, like, when we see each other, we have, like, conversation. I think if anything's changed, maybe the way I dress, you'll probably, like, I know that's (laughs) (laughs) I know that's weird for him to see. (laughs) That's probably probably the weirdest thing, though, for him to see. But um, I feel like maybe some of my mannerisms, because I've come out, like, you know, when I'm in front of him, I speak the same, like, you know, very bold, and I'm very, like, so I think he just sees a stronger woman, but, um, yeah. So there's no arguments anymore? Is he no. okay with how you are as a mom? You okay with that, how he is as a dad? It's Absolutely. A it's a beautiful, beautiful outcome, and, I, and I'm blessed. And although we went through all of that, I got to say, for everything that we went through, I am blessed for where it is and I'm and I'm happy that we were able to walk away when we were although we did put each other through a lot of things because he didn't deserve what I put him through and I feel like he's an amazing man he just wasn't the man for me and I feel like you know he he's going to make some woman happy because all he wanted was a family and he's a great family man like that's all he wanted but I, I want a family, too. I just didn't want it with a man. Oh, man. <laughs> Not even with that. <laughs> I didn't want it with that. So there's another marriage in your future. Is there another child in your future? You know, I really want to have more kids. But it needs to happen soon. Because I'm 32. I'm not going to be 40 running behind no kids. Like, I, I would love to, you Are know. Are talking about adoption or... No, I would love. No, I would love to have a wife, and she, um, carries. She has a baby. Okay. Yeah, I would. That's like my dream. I would love that within at least the next two to three years. Okay. If it if it doesn't happen that period, it's not gonna happen. But um, I would love to get remarried, and I would love. Yeah, I want a wife. I just gotta find the right person, I guess. So So you're currently dating and. Is he looking for? I'm I'm dating and I'm getting to know people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You know what? As, as many conversations as me and you have, as long as conversations that we have, I found out some things tonight I never heard. Yeah, it was a revealing conversation, right? Yeah, I mean, I actually found things. You know, it's one thing, like, you know, sometimes – you know, you see, you hear people interview people that they know already, and they ask them questions that the person already know, and then you know, it's really nothing new to them. But to me, tonight, I found out a lot of things I never heard before. <laughs> and you was very transparent. I mean, you could have like said, you know, like, I'm not going to say that out loud. You know, you was definitely, you know, open. Yo, and you know what? I love being transparent. People don't know that this shit is therapeutic for me. Like, I need this. This is therapeutic. Like. I need this. And if my story in some way helps someone or someone can relate or, you know, someone feels like, you know, I feel like, think, like, I'm blessed. I'm blessed for that. And um, I just want to say 
thank you for, you know, I have to give you your props for one second. Thank you for being everything that a woman could ask for in a father at 32 years old. Um, I know that I'm a little wild. <laughs> I know that was a lot. A lot of people ask me, like, do your parents follow you on social media, or do your parents, you know, do your parents know how crazy you are? I'm like, no one knows me better than my parents. That's the crazy part about it. To the public, we know. To, to the public, we know. And uh, listen, uh, it was my pleasure to even, you know, talk to you on this podcast. And let people into our lives. I mean, this is how we talk on a regular basis. You know, this exactly. Is, this is the way we talk. And like the public, don't worry, it's okay. We love her no matter what. We, we're not judging her. She don't judge us. So it's, everything's good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love you so much, Dad. And I love you too. That is it. It's a wrap. We out of here.